is the Viper's Pit. I'm Jason. With me as always is Derek and Derek. And we are in the middle of Cover Convergence 4. Honestly, by now you guys are already aware that all this month, some of your favorite G.I. Joe fan creators have combined forces between YouTube and podcasts, Instagram, to share their love of G.I. Joe by focusing on everyone's nefarious nest of ne'er-do-wells, Cobra. Every day this month, there's been something. Today, the 20th of July, is the Viper Pits offering for Cobra Convergence 4. We are going to tackle the topic of the eels, because all of us are uh, attracted to Cobra's underwater uh, jerks. <laughs> uh, they've made a lot of appearances. Uh, well, I guess maybe they were just the frogmen in the, in the cartoon, but they uh, <laughs> are just uh, a, a gang of pests that <laughs> like to hang out <laughs> underwater. <laughs> And similarly, like a gang of pests, we felt the connection to them ourselves. And a lot of you may be wondering, what exactly is a frogman, right? What is what is that? It's just kind of a term that's thrown around. Well, the term goes back a long ways, uh, 1870 actually. And it's from a, a play called The Fearless Frogman of Paul Boyton. And what it pertains to are these divers that they used to go into the water in these green suits with the flippers on, and they looked literally like frogs. The term was then used again later on, World War II, um, and in Vietnam, probably most notably, a lot of the um, naval soldiers would go into the water with green face paint and then come up out of the water, and uh, pretty intimidating to many of the locals, and, and that the term frogman just kind of stuck. That was something that they, uh, that they did, and now the symbol for the Navy SEAL is, is a bone frog. So that's, that's kind of where the naming came from. And what exactly is it that they do, right? I mean, aside from being an eel, which is a clever snakefish, um, it is, it, their job primarily is underwater demolitions. Um, again, looking back at World War II and, and Vietnam, um, underwater demolitions was a term that was used for a lot of the soldiers to map and chart the harbors that they were going into. A lot of the enemies were putting traps in there, mines, charges, explosives in the harbors. So if any ships came relatively close to the harbors, they immediately would, would be blown up and you know suffer several casualties. So they used to send these swimmers. These, these soldiers went in, in in swim trunks with a tape measure and a uh, waterproof notepad, essentially. They would swim around, drop the tape measures, and chart how far till the explosives were and take that information back. You talk about badasses, that is absolutely badass. Swimming around with a tape measure, a pen, and some kind of notepad to mark where this was so your brothers didn't get blown up. So that was the primary where underwater demolitions came from. Obviously the term expands to include, you know, uh, detonating devices on uh, enemy uh, outposts, uh, oil rigs, sabotage, all kinds of stuff like that. Now Cobra being based in Cobra Island, they're going to have to get through the water to go anywhere. And the Cobra eels facilitate safe passage. Basically, if you're G.I. Joe, you have a reason to be scared to go into the water because of these baddies. So I figured maybe, right, we should probably take a look at some of the figures, which in my opinion are appreciated and underappreciated at the same time. I know I'm a big fan of them. I know you guys are a big fan of them. Um, what do you guys think? You want, you want to jump into this? 
Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Sweet. So let's do this. Let's kick it off with, with version three. Possibly one of the most polarizing versions of the eel, but uh, I love it. So, Jason, you want to tell us about um, the uh, version three? Well, version three is version three is the yellow and purple version, and it's it's just a repaint. It's the 1993 repaint of the 1992 version, and it's purple. They got rid of the shark, and they gave him uh, red weapons on on the sprue, which means that legitimately it's the rarest of the eels. And I don't mean that in any sort of like hyperbolic way, but I army build eels, and you know when I have when I stopped army building version one at twelve and version two at fifteen or sixteen. Got three mm-hmm. of the '93 eels. They're just hard to come by. Um, I find them easier carded than I find them loose. And even still, I think they're still a little overpriced. But the thing that I like about the version three eel is the the purple's a nice, rich color. Mm-hmm. So it stands out really well against the 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 '92 eel. Mm-hmm. But honestly, the weapons are red on a sprue, so there's nothing unique about that figure in the long run. So it's kind of and so it it kind of falls flat when you compare it to what it's repaint of, as well as you know the originals. Would you say you have an elite army of cobra eels? <coughs> Yeah, I'm not taking that out. That's staying. There. Yes, if we want to dad pun, <laughs> that's if, all if I we do. Want to dad pun, then I definitely, then I definitely have the feels for, for eels. Yeah. Okay. And there we go. Yes. The '93 is one that I am legitimately trying to find more of. I mm-hmm. hope to get at least twelve. Um, but you don't want eleven of them. No, <laughs> I can go all night with this crap. That's our show, folks. Good night. <laughs> that, that one really caught me off guard. <laughs> Were you drinking at that time or something? No. Oh. <laughs> so. All right, let's let's jump over like to like the fifth version of them because I don't know anything beyond the third version. Mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> if you want to talk about a bizarre figure to jump on i'll take uh i'll take version five which is the rise of cobra style mm-hmm. uh well the rise of cobra single carded style and it is the same so in terms of construction it's the same body build as the 25th uh with a different head and a diff it, do- it doesn't have the same gear Mm-hmm. Uh, it comes with some of the same gear, same flippers, same pistols. No, the eels do not come with a pistol. Let me retract. Let me retract that. Uh, it comes with the same knives, um, same flippers, but it comes with a spring-loaded gun, uh, a pistol with like, I don't know if it's some sort of like underwater firing mechanism or like some like it's supposed to be some like massive silencer. It's a very like long pistol. <laughs> right. Um, and it's honestly, I mean, other than the head, I really actually like the figure because it's the same 
it's the same build as the 25th, which is is actually a, a solid figure. Right. And um, it it has a different uh, it has a different vest, and I, I like the vest a lot. I, I pretty much like everything but uh, the head, which is kind of <laughs> kind of a lot of the Rise of Cobra line for me personally is okay. uh, you know is, is really just the head swap and uh, but yeah so version 5 is it's not an expensive figure uh, it's, it's like a lot of the I guess you would call them movie figures even though I don't think the eels made an appearance in the movie um, uh, yeah I don't think they did either um, as I'm trying to think back no, I, I they they didn't, but you're right. It, it's it's actually a pretty uh, easy figure to to find on the secondary market. Yeah, it's. I mean, I yeah, it's 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 readily available. Uh, nobody wants them, but I think if people just if you looked at the figure uh, and you just swapped the head, mm -hmm. it's it's just a new colorway for a deal with slightly different gear, and I think it's again other than the head, I think it's like a a very solid and nice figure. I, I agree. I have a few of them myself, um, primarily because they were pretty easy to get a hold of. But um, you know, I, honestly, if this thing had a different head, it it would be a top you know top level uh, modern figure in my opinion, just because of the color scheme and just the look and and just how they laid it out. And you're right, that vest is pretty slick as well. Yeah, it's a good vest, and you know it, it's like anything else in the modern line. If if you look at it. Uh, and you want to change something, you can easily change it because everything pops apart very easy. Mm-hmm. Nice. I think that's about all we need for version 5. <laughs> cool. So, um, I, I would love to tackle version 1 if, if you guys don't mind. Um, I think version 1 was everybody's introduction into the Cobra Eel. Uh, for me, it was in the cartoons, seeing them in the ocean and they were different than the cobra divers right the cobra divers from the cartoons for me as everybody listening knows um you know i started on the cartoons they're always in red and and they looked kind of cool but these eels looked they looked legit right you could tell that they were a level above the regular cobra divers so in 1985 they gave us the version one eel uh, made completely from from new parts and um, i believe this year was the year that they introduced the ball joint on the on the head so the, these figures could look up and down um, and uh, side to side as well which was a nice touch and it was cool to have you know some some bad guys to take in the tub with you because for the most for the most part at that point I had torpedo and deep six and they were usually fighting like a bar of soap um, so this added like a nice change for you know for me to have and if you look at the figure now it's it's a slick color scheme. You got the gray, um, you got the the red chest part with the silver logo on there, and then the black. There's not too much of any one of those colors, and I would say you know here we are 30 years plus later, and the figure is still slick. It still looks great on the shelf. It holds up. If you were to make a movie and you wanted to just base the character off of the look of this figure itself, you wouldn't change a thing about it. It looks it looks tremendous and. Um, I, this is also when I think they started getting into a little more of the color, you know, at that time for, for Cobra anyway, to make them stand out. And uh, as opposed to having them boring like Torpedo, no offense, Torpedo, you know, I love you. You know, they gave him a little more of an armored look, a little bit more of like a protected look, some thicker forearms and, 
and around the shoulder and collarbone area, and they really made the figure look, you know, pretty slick. I know I've said that before, but it is a, a pretty solid-looking figure. Um, if you have one now, you already know how sensitive those hoses are, if you happen to still have the hose. And um, sad to say, I broke mine, just got it. Um, but I tried to put it on him, and I pressed too hard, and I snapped one of the sides of, the, uh, of his uh, rebreather. So that's a bummer. If you do pick one of those up, please just be careful with it. Um, but I do love version 1, and I think uh, version 1, it looked so good, that's probably why we ended up getting several versions later of, of the Cobra Eel. Um, they released a lot of these internationally, too, under different names, right, right Jason? They did. Um, and, I, and I don't have all the names in front of me, but, I mean, you had... They were released in Brazil, Argentina, the, the you know, the UK, Italy, Belgium, mm -hmm. Holland... Holland had one, or the Netherlands. You know, France had one. There was a Nordic one. You know, so so no weapon mm -hmm. on the on the card art. Right. And then you know, and then of course Canada. But and I'm sure I'm almost positive I'm missing a couple. And but one of the uh, you know their card art and 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 the the other language names. There were just I can't pronounce them, but uh, Keek Vorsman and and some of these other things just co very compelling names to me personally. Mm -hmm. But I love sort of the international stuff. I just don't have the money to buy it all. Yeah, yeah, no, that is a bummer. I think um, Japan had a mail-in one. Takara put out a, a uh, for the Ely was a mail-in. Yeah. So, and I'm not sure how to pronounce these either. In Argentina, they had uh, Cobra Ombre Rana, or I can't tell if that R is an H, because in Brazil, that R would be an H sound. Right. So, and then uh, Brazil had him as Cobra Dagua, according to Yojo.com, which that I'm pretty sure, yeah. <laughs> pretty sure that just means Cobra of the Water, right? Well, water it's 100 percent why I did not try to pronounce it. <laughs> I have them written down, and right. I'm like. Mm, we're not doing it. Well, luckily, somebody <laughs> will correct us if we make a mistake, I'm sure. Because we got some awesome Joe Bros across the world, and I'm sure half the Battle Timmer maybe will let us know what the Belgian um, uh, Cobra Eel is. Hey, who knows? Um, um, I'm going to jump in off the tail end of version 1 and talk about uh, the version 7A and 7B, mm -hmm. um, which would... What I would probably consider like the ultimate uh, G.I. Joe eel in the modern format. Mm -hmm. um, so I'll just lump them together because they're the same figure, just repainted. Um, 7A uh, was the SDC, SDCC exclusive, which was uh, primarily black and red, where uh, 7B mirrors version 1 with the gray, red, and black. Um, they really, they uh, they really kind of upped the build quite a bit uh, with with this version. If you were to you know put it next to the 25th, uh, which I, you know, in referring to the to the version five, which is primarily the 25th with a different head, it's it actually holds up well in my opinion because he's a guy in a in a diving suit, mm -hmm. so it is supposed to be a tight fitting suit. But uh, with version 7 specifically, they gave him uh, 
they used some they borrowed some parts from Snake Eyes from uh, Snake Eyes version 64 so he has uh, rocker ankles he has slightly different legs they they gave him cargo pockets which it it looks better than it sounds it, it's they're not quite as uh, well alright so you're swimming right you're swimming <laughs> and you need to stop at like a circle K or something but your regular eel outfit doesn't have a spot for your wallet you know, <laughs> this new updated one, you can grab a snack on your way, and I think that's, well, he, that's functional. You know, he, 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 needs, he needs somewhere to hold his ID because yeah. you don't want to get caught trying to no. get caught without an ID. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, but both versions were paired with the night landing raft. Uh, the San Diego version was black. The standard version was blue. Um, both came in the Danger at the Dock set, which anybody listening to this is probably familiar with. So, yeah. came with Flint and a vamp. Um, but I, I think the big, the big win here for the entire line is that they articulated the flippers for this version of the eel. Mm-hmm. So, it, if you were like trying to, you know, display them in a diorama or just, you know, look at awesome toy technology. There is a joint where the foot peg meets the front flipper, and you can move the flipper up and uh, up and down. And when I saw the announcement for this uh, for the for the eel with the 50th assortment, I just I just remember being like, I cannot wait for that to hit shelves because I had a couple of the 25th, and I think they're awesome. But like, you know, they gave them articulated wrists. Uh, there's two downsides I would say to this build, and they used upper arms of a snake eyes figure and they don't it doesn't really have as good as range of motion as the 25th which is funny to say because this you know should be better right uh but it, it is still it is still good it's good enough to hold his guns um and he comes with a submachine gun uh they switched the breathing the breathing hose to attach to the mask are yeah so it, i think on the 25th plug in the front of the mask to the hose, and then on the 50th, it is glued to the mask, and you plug the hose into the backpack. Something like that. Um, <laughs> yeah, they retooled the helmet, and they're, they're the opposite of each other. Um, that 50th, the SDCC one, that's, um, that's a hard one to get, right? I mean, I've seen some of those. I, you talked me out of buying one of those sets because of the uh the prices that have just gone skyrocketing on them yeah the 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 price on that the sdc set is outrageous i saw they're like around 200 200 plus for the set uh which is oh is a lot of money Mm -hmm. um and i mean it's it just i guess it would just depend on how bad you want it or how bad you want that version of flint because yeah the the standard release in the in the other colors is like not that bad uh, price-wise, you can get it for forty to fifty bucks, which is a bit more than it was on retail. But that's the woes of collecting. Yeah. Uh, I do have a note, kind of similar to add into what you were saying about the version one with the delicate hose, and that is with the fiftieth version, the backpack peg is extremely fragile. Fragile. And uh, the first one that I bought, uh, actually, I got it home. I opened up the box. And as I pulled the eel out of the bubble, his backpack snapped off. Uh. So I 
packed it back up, drove back to Toys R Us that night. Yep. Swapped it out, uh, and then was very careful on the next one. And then I actually, when I was pulling out all my figures to prep for this, I realized I have one with a broken peg in. So I'm gonna have mm. to try to drill that out. <laughs> so that'll be a, or I'll just glue it on and it'll just not be removable anymore. But so if you do, do especially if you're if you're seeking out the SDCC one want it bad enough to pay the uh, higher price tag, just uh, be very cautious when you're assembling him or pulling him off the bubble. Just keep in mind that that backpack peg, I've had three snap total. <laughs> and, you know, I am a, an adult collector. I don't just throw these guys around. So uh, just be careful. And in both the 7A and 7B version, Danger of the Back set, it comes with Maybe my favorite accessory set in any of the modern lines, which is a foot locker. Yes. 10,000 guns. That is sweet. Uh, yeah, it's... I I bought as many as I could find for a while just because it came... It was like... I think it's like 26 or 27 accessories crammed into that foot locker. Mm-hmm. And they actually have the best version of the Cobra Viper rifle with a retooled smaller handle slightly modernized it and it fits in the Cobra Viper arms better than any other version for the modern line. Now that is that is a great set and then the fact that it comes with Flint and the Vamp itself. Um, the Vamp 2, right? Yeah, well, right, yeah, because the San Diego Comic-Con one comes with the brown Vamp. Yeah. yeah. Well, the I guess I was referring to the body with like the, uh, the closed canopy. Oh, right, right, yes. Yeah, like the Stinger style. Yeah, stinger style. Yeah. So I don't want to, I don't want to be mean about it or be, you know, insensitive. But what you just described is what vintage collectors do every day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I that is the, that is the funny part because it is not old enough to have these issues. <laughs> right. That's that's why the whole time you were talking, my eyes were saucers. Like, no, say it ain't so. Yeah. I thought we fixed that. I thought that was the that I thought that was the perk of the modern age. <laughs> well, not one hundred percent fixed. Not with the fiftieth anniversary anyway. They they were yeah. not they were not uh, focused on on quality uh, throughout, unfortunately. Well, so both of that um, seven having seven A seven B recolor, and then Derek, you talking about uh, quality control throughout the line definitely ties into uh, the, the second version, the 1992 eel, and not the domestic, but the fun school side. Um, the second, I mean, so in Cobra Convergence, you know, Form BX257 has already given us every detail we need about the 1992 second version of the eel, but I gotta tell you, that was an eel that I hated randomly found five of them in my collection during my sort of bulk gathering phase and decided I kind of like this guy and so I had before JoeCon I had 21 sharks <laughs> and one of the guys one of the people that, that came and stayed with me at pre-post Joe Fest not JoeCon, Joe Fest and rode with me to Augusta. Uh, he didn't have a shark, 
he had a version two eel but no shark, so I gave him one of my sharks. So I'm down to twenty I'm down to twenty sharks. Out of that twenty sharks, I'm missing I was earlier today I was missing three tails. Which is really impressive if you know anything about these sharks. Uh, the tail is the first thing lost. It comes off easy. It disappears quick. So out of 20 sharks, I'm missing three. I jumped on Facebook and I said, hey guys, I'm missing some, some tails. Who's holding? Within an hour, I had two tails. So I am now missing one tail out of 20 sharks. That said, I'm not finished army building sharks. I need enough sharks to cover my 1985 version 1 eels, and I need enough sharks to cover my 1993 version 3 eels. That's really not the, the point of talking about 1992, but I have to get it out of the way. <laughs> I love the shark, right? Love the shark. It's, so, it's cool. I Honestly, I mean, the fact that it also pegs into the back is pretty sweet. That part is awesome. And have you fired the missile yet? It goes far. Now, so... Yes, it does. <laughs> now, when it comes to the 92 eel, you know, it's that blue and yellow. And the 93 is the purple and yellow. And everybody hates it because it's neon or whatever. I love it. I adore it. I think it's mm -hmm. great. And at JoeCon last year, 2018... There was a vendor that had one. He didn't have the shark. He just had the figure. And when I was asking to buy it, I was like, oh, it looks like somebody marked on this. And so he immediately, like, discounted it. What he should have waited for was these markings are cool. So there's lines on the face of the figure. Mm -hmm. And somebody had colored the, the lines in. So there's okay. three lines on each side of his cheek. Mm -hmm. Derek, you're holding the figure. You can see it. Yep. But some have marked those in black. So oh. that is now our eels commander. Nice. Here in this household. I love it. That's my eels commander. But the cool thing about the, the, the second version of eels is they had a release in Spain. So the yellow border card. Now, I've never, I've never put my hands on one, so I don't know if there's any plastic differences. But it doesn't look like there's a lot of color difference, maybe. I, I, I need to hold one. But they also released a fun school in India and Russia. Those are baby blue. And I got to tell you, that's my favorite version 2 eel. That baby blue shines. Mm. The problem is, and now all of the ones I have, I do have a friend that has one to prove me wrong, but every fun school eel I have is a straight arm eel. The swivel is fused. Just hmm. poor quality control, right? Like, poor quality control, the arm is fused, so they're effectively straight arms. Right. I pulled one out of the package. The bubble was cracked when it came to me, so I immediately pulled him out, and in pulling him out and just bending his arm, his arm snapped off. So I have, so I have a one-armed unschool eel. Hmm. I'm going to give him... Uh, I have a couple version 2 eel parts, I'm going to give him a version, like a, a domestic arm, but um, You can make him a robotic version and call him Overkeel Right? <laughs> <laughs> Guys, I've got, I've got a notepad full of eel puns, so yeah, just make him Overkeel 
Keep your waitresses. Yep. <laughs> okay, that one caught me off guard, Jared. <laughs> no problem. That's the second one that would have been a spit take if I was drinking. Yeah, yeah uh, that's going to be fun to edit when you just hear me intaking breath. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, I, I can't... I, I can't be more explicit that baby blue is gorgeous, but the the difference in the equipment is the the eighty two or the ninety two domestic eel is that neon yellow. The and with with shiny gray flippers, the fun school is a matte gray flipper with a solid yellow, and I've seen two different yellows, so like a solid yellow and then a solid bright yellow, mm-hmm. no neon. Uh, for the missile and for the gun, and then the shark. The shark is is a duller, cheaper plastic, as well as the f- the tail of the domestic is flexible. Mm-hmm. Like you're holding one, you can flex the tail a little bit. Yeah. The fun school is rigid. You okay. cannot flex that tail at all. Uh, so that's a quick way whenever you pick one of these up to tell if you're picking up a fun school or a you know a u.s yeah domestic one yeah i i I guess just u.s because i don't know if they released version two in canada or version three in canada i need to check on that but the only where the only place i do know they released was in spain Mm -hmm. that one i've seen the i've seen the card i've seen the mock but i haven't i haven't got my hands on one yet And and also, you know, harkening talking about cards, harkening back to version one, there's like three different card variants for version one, and I don't ha- I have two of the card variants, but I don't even have one mock yet. Right. Um, so, it, I'm I'm clearly obsessive about the little things, but with version two, when you grab one, love the blue. Check out the baby blue of the fun school. The fun school cards. The Indian one is in English. The Russian one's in Russian. Other, otherwise, I can't tell a difference between the two. Mm-hmm. But you know, one of one of the old heads or D class or somebody could probably tell me where I've where I've fallen off on that one. Probably. I I, I haven't been able to pick one of those up yet. But once you alerted me to their existence and I saw them on eBay and and you're right, that baby blue is just uh, it's. It makes me sad. Yeah, it is. It makes me sad they didn't do more of those figures in in that kind of color blue. Um, yeah, you know? and the baby blue not being neon, I think, might have might have flown a bit better here in the U.S. Mm-hmm. You know, but either way, the baby blue, the regular blue, and the purple, they all go well in the water. Yeah, the yellow not so much. <laughs> right. No, that, that's yeah, not quite. I mean. Again, not that I, I think Cobra spends a lot of time trying to go and rescue their fallen soldiers. Um, it would help you find them, but I'm not sure they're wasting much time on that. And, you know, another thing I noticed is that the abs are painted on version 3, but they're not on version 2. Um, right. I like I like the them not being painted. I think it's just a little bit too much of a jumbled color on version 3, um, where the abs are painted that yellow color. Um, I think it just, my personal opinion, I, I like it better to where it looks like he's wearing a vest, you know, in version uh, two. It looks like he's wearing some kind of a vest, where in version three, it's just, it's a lot of neon yellow. Right. So. I think I've exhausted version two. Mostly I've just exhausted talking about the sharks. 
and Baby Blue. <laughs> um, so if one of you guys wants to jump in, because I, yeah, you know, there's a couple more versions that we haven't talked about. And was Seven the last version? Yeah, Seven A and B are the current end of the line for the eels. Okay. Yeah. So then there's a couple we haven't talked about between version 3 and version 7. Yeah. One of those is version 4, um, which is modern, and it was the 25th anniversary line. And that's where they were trying to uh, recreate the original lineup, right? So they wanted the details to be as close to the original as possible. Um, they wanted it to look, you know, to the point where you, were, you would pick it up, and if you hadn't been collecting in a long time, you might not have noticed a difference. So... Uh, version 4 is that. It is a um, uh, a remake of the original one. And in my opinion, it it's a really good remake of it. I, I like it. It holds up well. A lot of the 25th anniversary doesn't hold up well to the later lines, to the Pursuit of Cobra, to 50th. But the 25th anniversary eel does. Um, they they gave him thicker legs uh, than, than most of the other figures from this time that were divers. And that was because you're trying to balance, as Joel was saying, the skin-tight look, but you don't want it to look fragile, right? You don't want it to look too dainty. And they did a good job with that. The helmet became removable, whereas, obviously, version 1, it was just all one piece. But they gave you a removable helmet. The head pops off, and you can even take off the shoulder plate that goes over top of the shoulders as well. If you want to just display them without it, um, you could do that. Um, which was another good look, too, because uh, it's got the black and the red on it, much like the original one. Again, the colors are, are pretty much identical to that, um, but the 25th anniversary gave us some more removable parts um, to make it, uh, you know, as an adult collector, we like those details. You mentioned details in the previous version. It gave us a chance to kind of explore those details a little bit better. Uh, it gave us the forearms with the detail on it. Um, he comes with you know, a pocket that wasn't on the version one that you could put uh, a pistol in. And on the other side, you could put a, a knife. So he's got two pockets on there, um, which is another thing they started doing on the 25th lineup. They gave us the ability to have pockets. Now, I believe, and they did this with those first 25th anniversary, if you unscrew the legs, the pockets come out. They are removable on those ones. Ah, yes, yes, they are. Yeah, so uh, I don't necessarily love that feature on there because sometimes when I'm replacing them the pocket goes flying off and I don't realize it until later and then when I'm trying to screw it back in it won't go in and then I realize that you actually need that pocket on there to hold the screw or it's not going on there um, but aside from that it comes with really good accessories um, it was a remake they, the parts they used to make this one were from Torpedo from the 2008 25th anniversary lineup um, obviously except for different forearms and obviously a different head uh, so they, they use decent parts. And like I said, in the later lines of, of the eel, you know, they made several other ones. Um, all of them good, but they really did a good job with the 25th. And that's one that's kind of one of the benchmarks of the 25th, is that you look at some of the very first ones, and they've got the really bad wrist cuts in them, uh, the heads that are too small for the bodies, um, a lot of things just not being in scale. But the eel itself was very well done, uh, which, again, I, I just can't say enough how... how how nice it was to have one of those figures that lasts from 25th on to the modern one itself. Um, they're not that cheap either. I, I thought I was going to try and army build them, but I really can't find them for really under 20 bucks. 
and uh, if you want to get like a bunch of them, uh, 20 bucks is kind of a tough army build for me at this point. Um, unlike the Rise of Cobra ones, which I've been able to find between nine and eleven dollars all day, um, <laughs> and that's usually shipped in in package. Um, Joel, I know you like the 25th anniversary one as well, right? Yes. Okay, so what were your thoughts? Because I know you're you know you're a, a uh, big time modern guy as well. Um, what were your thoughts on the 25th eel? I mean, I would say pretty much the same thing that you just said. Mm -hmm. um, it 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 really it really stands up like to any any line of the modern Joes. I think mm -hmm. the accessories are on point. Right. I think you know they they reuse the accessories for the 50th. Not not saying that the 50th is like the highest benchmark because there's you know there's shortcomings in all the modern waves, but right. it doesn't look. You know, I touched on it a little earlier, but it, it doesn't look like a different toy line when you pair it up with any yes. G.I. figure. It's it's right there. Uh, you know, I do like I like the legs better mm -hmm. on the 50th. Uh, mm -hmm. I do like the arms better on the 25th, with the exception of the hands, because the 50th they gave us the articulated hands. Yes. Um, I think so. It came out in in, in 2008. It was mm -hmm. in the seventh wave. I guess they labeled it Series 24. Okay. So I guess by that time they had they had some time to work out some of the kinks with uh, with the earlier line, even though it was only one year into the line. Um, but they were learning though, right? Because you yeah. could, I mean, this they basically took Torpedo's body, yep. looked at it and said, you know what, we need to make these changes because Torpedo he looks really thin, like he looks really small, yeah. and and it does makes it look kind of like a frail figure, like a frail character. So they identified it and then made those changes. Yeah, it's and I'll I'll just kind of wrap in the the final version, which is six, because it is it is a repaint of version four. It just came with a little vehicle. Um, so it's the same exact body build. So I would give it a if you if you're rating strictly twenty fifth, I would give it a ten out of ten. Mm -hmm. If you're rating it with the rest of the line, modern line, I'd give it a probably at 8.5 okay um which is in is is good in my opinion and uh with a with a few minor swaps like if you want to swap the hands so he has better articulation you want to swap the legs there's plenty of figures that have uh you don't have to do any painting that's you know mm -hmm. it's an easy swap but if, if you don't want to swap anything it's you know it's a it's a home run especially when you look at it you know if you were to take Version one, version four, version seven A or seven well, no seven B, excuse me, and just line them up like you would see the natural progression, but you would immediately be able to recognize that it is a cobra eel. Yes. Um, and I kind of rolled over myself, but version six also came out in the Rise of Cobra line, but it was the twenty fifth body style, mm -hmm. uh, head to toe. It was painted in a dark gray and black with a silver sigil on his chest and it came with the wave crusher which I guess the best way to describe it would kind of be like a very bizarre uh, ski-doo yeah uh, I, I do like it it has two modes you can the uh, the eel can either stand on it and ride on top of the water or it kind of transforms into a little like not submarine because he's not inside of it but like an underwater motor 
I guess, or like sled or something. I don't know. Yeah. The best way to, to like what the technical term would be, but uh, it's it's fun. I bought it for this event, and uh, you can get it. I think I got it for like eighteen bucks, uh, and I would suggest it to anyone. Yeah, eighteen awesome. bucks. Yeah, for sure. So yeah, I would you know I would recommend this for anyone that is a modern collector, and the the wave crusher was actually introduced in like two thousand three, so it. Technically a vintage vehicle. <laughs> I'm laughing because it's not vintage. I'm no, <laughs> the Spy Troops era. Yeah, it came with depth charge, but yeah, yeah. I call it, those the middle years. Yeah, because there's so many different sub brands. Yeah. So I just it, lumped them all in together, like '97 through 2006 is the middle years. Uh, it's actually funny because it would be comparable to being like the middle years of your life, being a teenager, where you're awkward and <laughs> your body doesn't quite make. It. Uh, I wanted to touch bait, or I wanted to touch in on the 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 accessories that he came with are the same as the 25th, but they added these little uh, neon green accents that just popped so well. It almost looks like like a night radar green, and mm -hmm. it, it, it it's just a. I, I mean, we've we've both said enough about the build. It holds up well, but like. You know, it's just an awesome figure, and it it was a very pleasant surprise when I started redigging through the 25th stuff that I had, and was just looking at these figures, and I was like, you know, like these, like these hold their own. Like this is not a throwaway 25th figure. No. Which a lot of 25th figures, unfortunately, are are kind of uh, they just sit in the bin because they don't they don't really pop the way the uh, the newer construction is, right. but. I kind of wanted to throw uh, one curveball at you guys, and then in our little pre-show chat, Derek hit us with a second curveball. <laughs> uh, so I'm going to just throw mine in, because uh, it falls under the ills category. I thought I was going to woo you guys by uh, bringing up the Snow Serpent, uh, which you wouldn't really think about being a scuba guy, because he comes in you know, fur and with snowshoes. And <laughs> but uh, if you read his card, he is... You know, or they, because it's more than one guy. But uh, you know, they are eels. They're the <laughs> they're the Arctic department of the eels, and uh, I think that's awesome. No, it is awesome. It's especially on the card where they they mention that basically, the eels are an an elite group of the cobra troopers, and uh, they come from you know the cobra eels, and then they take them and they make them the snow serpents if if they can handle it after some rigorous training. Um, and I always thought that was cool, right? Because you've got your different groups. You have your regular blue shirts. And basically, um, everybody who, you know, performs well, you have a chance to move into, you know, different areas like the Crimson Guard. Um, you become a diver. If you're a great diver, then you can get promoted into the Eels if you're an you know, elite diver. And then you move on to a Snow Serpent. And uh, I was looking at the card backs because... I've, made no secret about this, but I love like Navy SEAL type stuff. And in building my G.I. Joe Navy SEAL squad, I was trying to figure who the counterparts would be. And I'm like, okay, well, it's got to be the Cobra Eels, right? But it's not. It's it's not even the Snow Serpents. Um, in the modern line, they took it to the extreme where the actual SEAL equivalent for the Cobra side are the Paravipers. And they are the elite of the elite of the elite in the Cobra Troops. I believe even the file card says on there that there, it doesn't get any higher as far as um, 
the um, toughness or whatever it's called. Joel, you're looking at the card art right yeah. now. I was going to signal to you so I could cut in. It says, uh, Cobra Paraviper Troopers are the deadliest, most highly trained commandos in, Cobra, in the Cobra Legions. Yeah, so basically they are the equivalent of the Navy SEAL to the G.I. Joe, basically. They're trained in the water, um, just like SEALs, they can handle it in the air. Para Most paravipers are, are, they come with basically what looks like paratrooping. Um, that's, that's not a word, paratrooping. They look, like, they look like they've got jumper gear on them. And um, yeah, so they're another extension of the Cobra eels themselves. So the eels are more than just divers. Um, they are an elite branch of, of Cobra and lends itself to snow serpents and the paravipers, which to me, again, is just totally badass. Um, if There's another character I want to throw in here, and you guys are both familiar with him, and that is the Cobra Eel Commander, right? Um, I've always pronounced it as guillotine. I know some, some people, maybe it's not pronounced guillotine, but that's how I've seen it was guillotine, and he is a former Navy SEAL. Um, who turned bad for some reason, who knows, maybe he had a bad drill instructor, whatever it is, but he turned his back on his country and joined Cobra, and he is now the Eel Commander. Um, it's a pretty sweet-looking figure. Uh, the head's a little bit big, I think, for the body. Joel, you have that figure, don't you? I do. Uh, I do as well. You have, now, do you have the vintage one, Jason, or you have the modern one? Modern. Okay, you guys both have the modern one. What are your thoughts on that figure? I, I love it. I was really looking forward to it. It kind of falls into some of the, the club stuff where they announce it. I have no idea what it is because uh, it, it does fall in a very peculiar era of G.I. Joe. Um, and, you know, I like the look of it, so I dove into, you know, researching him and I was instantly impressed. And, you know, he comes with his, own, like, just one-of-a-kind equipment, which I really like. Um, mm -hmm. He kind of almost looks like... Uh, Is it Beachhead the, the, without the mask? Because um, I've, no. I've never held one, but from the pictures, I think of that Beachhead that came in the comic pack on the 25th anniversary with Mainframe, and the head reminds me of, um, of that Beachhead it, head. Beachhead head. It doesn't, it doesn't really... Uh, look like that in okay. real life I, I i do know what you're saying because i remember in the art mm -hmm. but it is a new it is a new head sculpt uh unique for the figure and he kind of just looks like a weird bald man with a pointy mustache goatee combo okay perfect for uh, cobra and uh he what i was gonna say is his uh i can't think of the name what is the that crazy like purple cobra underwater uh figure he's got the webbed hand hydro viper hydro viper his his uh guillotine's mask almost looks like hydro viper's um helmet as well which i i know that they just retooled the the dtc era guillotine mm -hmm. helmet anyways but i thought that uh it, i mean they were running out of time you know but uh, I thought it would have been cool if they could have maybe gave us like some sort of, you know, piece together uh, Hydro Viper using that helmet instead of trying to retool like obviously a whole new head or whatever. But right. um, and I also kind of thought that it would have been awesome for the club 
obviously it's not realistic with tooling, but to give us like a version two eel. Yeah, that they, you know before they yeah. were gone, that seems like it would have been right up their alley. Yeah, but because they hit on the Deke series pretty hard in a lot of the club stuff, um, mostly because they didn't make a lot of that in the twenty fifth, fiftieth pursuit of Cobra. But I think there's also a big market for it. You know the the Deke era figures. I know people don't like the Deke cartoon, cartoon but a lot of those characters are pretty iconic. Sure, but the Deke cartoon focused more on Undertow than it did on the Eels. Uh, which yeah. Undertow is is an iron gridded deer technically, mm-hmm. but still a really good still a really good water figure. That's true. So I haven't said anything in a while because you guys were on your modern <laughs> role and you know it, it, there's there's no secret I don't collect modern. I do have some modern because I tried to collect a little bit, but we don't play with it here, so I don't put the money into it. Joel, you don't collect the vintage, although you've had some uh, vintage experiences with um, with the one, of the, <laughs> one of the version 7 uh, eels. Oh, yeah. Jesus, the yeah. whale story. Yeah, that as well. <laughs> and then, Derek, you're trying to do both, which seems insane to me, but good for you. <laughs> but one thing I noticed was, as we're talking, like the modern stuff because modern you you modern guys are so into the customizing and the parts and everything and you guys are getting really technical really detailed in sort of clinical in it uh, yeah whereas I'm not I'm not as clinical in the vintage line I leave that to people like put a cover commander or form BX or in the Facebook groups people like Henry Kaufman jr and then I love the technical side of it, but I don't, I don't deep dive into the into each individual uh, piece like you guys do with the modern stuff. So it's fascinating to just sit quietly, <laughs> turn the mic off, and listen uh, to the fact that both of you are like texting me and like everything okay? Yeah, everything's fine. I just have nothing to say, which is amazing. Uh, I very rarely have nothing to say. So, <laughs> you know, but. The reason why I kind of preface all that is I have already sort of gone on my love letter to the shark, (laughs) you know, and obviously I love, you know, the 1992, the 1993, and the fun school versions, but outside of the shark itself, there's nothing for me that beats the 1985, right? version one it's which is also why i want to army build enough sharks that i can put sharks on my version ones as well as my version threes Mm -hmm. but you know like what about you guys because you have a much broader spectrum like i guess joel you don't because all of your eels look exactly the same you just have to choose between architecture and parts choices and then derek but you have the whole breadth of seven seven versions so like for you guys what are your favorites joel you want to start it off yeah mine will be simple i mean i i think every modern version uh including the rise of cobra movie style figure are 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 good i think if i had to pick my absolute definitive it would be version 7b the 50th because it has the better articulation 
it, if you get it complete, it comes with a, enough accessories to fill out, you know, your entire Cobra army. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know, the the only downside, obviously, is that is that peg that is very, very, very finicky. Which <laughs> I know the vintage guys are like, yeah, welcome to the club, guy. <laughs> but uh, you know, I I hey, I'll just keep it short and sweet. 7B would be, you know, is is my favorite. That is my definitive eel, and it is a almost a perfect one-to-one mirror of version one. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 tough to um, to disagree with that. I for for me, my my favorite one would have to be version one, um, because it kicked all this off. It, it, it was the iconic look. It is. You know, it's, it got me paying attention to playing with figures, you know, Cobra stuff in, in the water itself. Um, and I love what they did with I'm glad that in the modern line they tried to, you know, um, go back to the original one as much as possible. I definitely like the version 7s. I, I certainly like them a lot. And if I had to pick a, you know, a second favorite one, it would be, you know, the version 7s. But for me, it's, it's got to be the original Cobra Eel uh, a lot of my feelings toward G.I. Joe are always go back to the cartoon when I saw it on the cartoon. And re- just remember that remembering them popping up out of the water is just a, a memory that I always have. So uh, for me, it's definitely got to be that version one. So one of the things I grabbed at Joe Fest was the Venomous Sea Serpent, which is a fan-created Cobra answer to the flag. Mm-hmm. And because it is so, it, it's meant to be customized by the person who buys it. I'm trying to talk my kid into doing a very eel-centric version. Um, so once I get that up and running, and it's going to be a little while, but once I get that up and running, I'll send you pictures. Yeah. Because, you know, at this point, between the four versions of eels that I collect, you know, I've, I've got over 30 and as soon as I can get uh, as soon as I can get more sharks I will go back to collecting more version 1s and, and etc so hopefully that, it's going to be kind of weird and crazy looking at some point that venomous sea serpent it's got I mean I've seen different angles of it and it does appear to be that there. it appears to me that you can make alterations to it a little bit right I mean you can That's change it up yeah so you could have like your this whole bay open up with like full of sharks in there, right? And just ready to that's dump into the water. Oh man! <laughs> oh, that's going to look incredible. Oh, if so. you you pull that off, we need to see that because um, I just picture like those fishing shows where they have that giant net full of fish, but instead of you know a net full of fish, you just have like this horrible, dangerous underfaced <laughs> locker full of sharks ready to go into the water and just annihilate anything in their path i wonder if i can get one of those uh well you 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 have i have kid you have kids uh there mm-hmm. so you know those big inflatable uh those big inflatable like water slides and yes. things like that yes I, I wonder if i can find a miniature one of those <laughs> i'm sure they have them. sharks at them yeah no they they do you know because they make them for younger kids too so yeah, as you go, just go into the toddler pool section. You could find the perfect man. I, I a lot of the stuff I buy for my kids in air quotes 
is with the intent of, of trying to find ways to use it for G.I. Joe. Um, yeah, that's a good plan. I like that. Well, so I think I think we've exhausted all of the eels tonight. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and <laughs> so, like, guys, this was incredible. I love talking about eels. You guys... Yes got me talking about a thing that I that I army build and have a lot of love for it's in my top five or six figures um, but ultimately you know we just want to thank everybody for joining us and thank Hood of Cobra Commander for having us mm-hmm. uh, as a part of Cobra Convergence 4 and you know we're we're already part way through the month so you have a whole month you have the whole front month front part of the month to watch YouTube to check out photos and listen to other podcasts and then you have you know 10-11 days after us to do the same thing so jump in there digest Cobra Convergence 4 and see what everybody's doing it's crazy and it's a lot of fun and I was really uh, personally uh, honored to be a part of it absolutely Likewise. Yes, as as am I. It's um, I remember watching Cobra Convergence the past couple of years and uh, just thinking how cool it was and watched it grow over this time and and to be asked um, to be part of it is just a huge honor and you know we are honored and um, we hope you're enjoying Cobra Convergence month as much as as we are to this point and we're looking forward to everything that happens next. Um, so thank you guys for joining us. Um, thank you for putting up with all of my eel puns. <laughs> um, hopefully it wasn't uh, it wasn't too bad for you and um, that's all for me uh, until next time guys you got anything to add uh, go get some eels and watch the rest of Cobra Convergence and if you haven't uh, dive back in and watch the beginning portion perfect dive back in I like that <laughs> see Joel's got puns too alright well that's all for now thank you guys very much And uh, until next time, yo Joe.